radio station for St Albans is 92.6 FM Radio Verula. This is the Generation Gap, presented by me, Claudia, and him, Clive. Hello. In this programme, we are going to explore differences and similarities of being a teenager now and in past generations. I am a 21st century girl, and Clive is baby boomer. That is a teenager in the late 60s and early 70s. What are the differences and similarities in the way that we live our lives? We are going to try and find out. This is the Generation Gap show on 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Good evening, St. Albans. Yes, good evening. So today we have a show packed full of lovely chats. Of course. <laughs> and a robot spot. A robot spot. It's not really a robot spot this week, but it's it's good enough. Yeah, um, a few things to talk about anyway. And uh, the main subject we're going to talk about is really diets, I suppose, or having a different diet to our normal one. So people who are vegetarian and vegan and so on and some issues about that. Yes, and just generally having a good time. Of course. As we do. Before we start talking about diets, there's one thing we've got to come back to from a previous discussion we had a few weeks ago. We were talking about Elon Musk and his plans to live on Mars and so on. And this week he's actually had a huge achievement because he's launched uh, his new rocket, which is called the Heavy Falcon or Falcon Large or some such thing. Basically, it's an enormous rocket with 27 booster rockets around the side of it. And it was fired off from Cape Kennedy and it successfully launched into space which is great because that's a f- sort of experiment. Um, what was fascinating to me was seeing the, some of the booster rockets. They come off and then they actually came back and landed at Cape Canaveral again. That was brilliant. Um, but the funny thing is, he's obviously as a showman and a business person, um, he had to launch something into space to prove it worked. So he chose his own red Tesla sports car. Wow, original. Um, to put into to space. And he put in it as an astronaut. It looks a bit to me like the Stig, frankly. <laughs> um, as a driver in the car and the radio in the car is set to play a song over and over again in a loop which we'll play in a minute won't we yes we will um but it's fantastic and so his car it's the first car in space i'm sure um is now flying out towards mars it's not going to land on mars or crash into mars it's going to go past it and apparently it'll orbit around the sun for several million years if it lasts that long it's been a bit of a test for a car will it I'm last so a million confused. years why do people do these things what, what like what what is the purpose of it orbiting the sun no purpose it's just because he could isn't mars the other way oh my gosh uh sorry dear um all the planets go around the sun mars is one of them um oh yes you are right. Yeah. I mean, of course. And the Earth right. isn't flat either. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs? That's not good. That's not good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, anyway, so that's pretty good. And actually, congratulations to you because that was an amazing achievement to do this. Yeah. It means they'll be able to, to um, fly really bigger and bigger things into space. And of course, what they want to do is assemble bigger new sort of things like new space stations and particularly to build moon bases and Mars bases. Well, good luck with that. I'm staying here on Earth. You guys can go. Bye. And but yeah, but like you say, that is that is a really good achievement, and that is like really big. So, um, good like all 
good for him. I still find it really fascinating the idea that some, some of these billionaire people are so rich they can have their own space programs. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, uh, the song, of course, we didn't mention what it was, but we'll play it. Yes. Um, it it's obvious song about Mars. What else could it be? So imagine this playing on and on and on in the car, in a Tesla car, yeah. in a rocket ship. Well, no, it's not a rocket now. It's actually flying by itself towards Mars. It's literally the car flying through space. Oh, wow. I would like to be in that car, actually. That, mm. that, that would be cool. Anyway, yes. um, anyway, you are listening to the Generation Gap Show here on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. And we are now going to talk about diets. Diets. Do you know how many diets there are in the world? Um, if you mean like diet books written by famous chefs and TV personalities and everybody else in the world, I should think there's thousands. Yes, there, there are. But there are quite a few interesting ones, like st- things where you can eat carbohydrates but no, no proteins. Avoid carbohydrates and eat protein. Yes, so Atkins is one where you eat just basically all sort of um, fatty meats and things and no potatoes and such things. Yes. Mm. And um, a zone diet. A zone diet is where you eat high quality carbohydrates. What's a high quality carbohydrate? So things like um, olive oils, avocados, nuts. I think my favourite one, which I've always um, liked the idea of, is the Mediterranean diet, which is recommended uh, because people who live around the Mediterranean tend to live longer and healthier. And they basically eat lots of fruit, vegetables, olive oil. Plant foods. And, of course, lots of wine. And beans. And beans. And fresh fruit. Yeah. And olive oil. And fish. And dietary fats. Yeah. However, I I have a problem with the Mediterranean diet because I think that works in a hot country, in a warm country. Well, yes, the Mediterranean countries are warm, that's true. And here in England, we are quite cold usually all the time so you know we need more protein and more more other things as well i understand you're right because obviously um if we we can buy all the things here you can buy grapes and olive oils and you can buy olives of course and you can buy mm. i know sun-dried tomatoes and all the rest of it which is the kind of basics of these diets um but they've got to be transported here and they'll take some time to get here they're perhaps not as fresh as they would be if you just basically pick them in uh, in the uh, Greece or Spain or wherever you are. So, I mean, there may be an issue about that. Um, but, I mean, the traditional British diets of the sort of 1940s and 50s were pretty heavy on soggy sort of um, pastries and puddings and things like that. So I don't think that's terribly good for you. Yes. Anyway, but we're going to talk about something like vegetarianism and veganism. Yes, why not? Yes. So vegetarianism is obviously when you eat only vegetables... And you don't eat meat. Don't eat meat, don't eat fish. And also, there's things like whether you eat eggs or not, people seem to um, have an issue with. Um, I've known some vegetarian people who eat pasta all the time, and I say, well, pasta's got eggs in it. And they say, oh, no, it hasn't. Some vegetarians do eat um, eggs, dairy, and honey. That's, that's the way they roll. Um, however, usually they just, uh, they just eat, stick to the fruits and vegetables and... Yeah. What I think is most interesting is the reason why people change to being vegetarians, because they generally do change unless their parents perhaps were vegetarian in the first place as well, and they've just been brought up like that. Um, and I know a family, for example, it's always, always interesting when these happen, um, uh, when they got married, of course, uh, the uh, man had actually been brought up completely as a vegetarian, 
and his wife hadn't. <laughs> and so they had quite a lot of adjustment to how they eat at home and the sort of thing and how they bring up their own children and all these kind of things. So it's quite an interesting sort of concept. Yeah, and is it right for children to be vegetarians? Don't they need protein to grow and to develop? I think the point is you have to understand what you're doing if you change your diet to something like being completely vegetarian and if it is a change because you have to understand you do need proteins which you can get from things like uh, beans and so on um, and you've got to make sure you do pick up all these sort of various elements and things you need and so you do need to understand what you're doing um, and a lot of people don't which means they are deficient in lots of things and a lot of vegetarians I know they have sort of very pale complexions and things like that and mm. it doesn't don't look healthy to me frankly Yes. However, it, they do argue that vegetarians have lower body weight and suffer from less from di um, diseases. Well, they don't get so obese. They don't get diabetes so much because that tends to be from people who are obese and eat um, animal fats and so on. So there are some benefits, but at the same time, they can get things like rickets because they just don't have enough uh, sort of the vitamins which um, are needed to protect their joints and so on. Yes. Not that I'm a medical expert, of course, and nor are you, so we should just mention that. We'd <laughs> yes. But we can make pretty um, um, valuable assumptions. It's fair enough, yes. Yes. Um, anyway, so veganism. Ve a vegan diet is where you don't eat nothing that comes from an animal. That includes honey and eggs and anything dairy. Yes. I think that's kind of a lot. That's a lot to take on. It's fairly extreme. I think... If you were changing diet to something like that, you'd have to do it sort of in pieces. I don't think you could suddenly say, right, on Monday I'm going to be vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. However, I think the most the the main reason why someone decides to be vegan is because of the ethics behind what happens to the animals. Yes. And I think that's fair enough because um, I obviously don't know a lot about how people like produce milk or produce um eggs or whatever however um i just think it's just a bit extreme not to eat anything well, like I, I have a suspicion that if if we were invited to go on a visit to an abattoir and watch the animals being killed uh, um you might we, well probably vegan. change your uh, ideas afterwards yes, yes i mean i think we we all sort of politely don't think about that you know meat comes in a package in your supermarket or on your butcher's counter and you don't totally think about where it comes from in that sense however mm, i don't i don't want to think about it to be honest no. but yes but yes you are right uh, anyway um so if you would like to get involved and tell us about maybe a diet that you're using or a diet that um, appeals to you looks good or maybe your thoughts and views on any diets you can do on twitter at rv jane gap or on facebook rv the generation gap yep and do let us know what you think because it's always useful to uh, find out and uh, you know we very helpful if you want to suggest another subject for us to talk about that's also helpful because we sometimes do struggle a little bit thinking what can we talk about this week yes diets particularly vegetarian and possibly vegan diets yes. and i'll tell you a little story um because it's true i always like telling true stories love it love <laughs> um, it one of my cousins or strictly speaking my second cousin um and uh, a few years ago she was about 16 i think and she suddenly announced i'm going to be vegetarian and i was at some family do and so i sat down with her and said do you know what you're doing do you really understand what you're doing and you know how important it is at her age to be obviously healthy and eat healthily and all the rest of it. How old was she? I think about 16. Okay. And so um, 
she told me basically she decided to be um, vegetarian for ethical reasons. She didn't believe in killing animals to eat and all the rest of it, which is obviously fine and reasonable excuse. But I was impressed she'd actually done lots of research into what she needed to eat to get all the right vitamins and minerals and so on. And so she did that and she then went off to university and kept that vegetarian um, thing with her. And even more, she actually met her future husband who was running a vegetarian cafe where she was at the university. Um, oh, and so, wow. And then they, they moved to Germany because he's German and uh, started up a restaurant uh, in Germany. Now, a vegetarian restaurant in Germany isn't a brilliant idea because vegetarianism is a bit weird in Germany, I have to say. Very very niche. Yes. Um, so they now run a restaurant which is um, does vegetarian food, but not exclusively. So I suppose that's a, a good compromise. But they still are vegetarian and they brought their children up vegetarian as well. Okay. So are, the ch- are the children okay? Are they not Absolutely, Ill? yes. Okay. Um, and I think... So obviously it's useful because both of them have been brought up or both of them understand vegetarianism enough to make sure they um, know what they eat. And they, they're down in uh, sort of southern Germany, which is quite nice in the summer. So it's bit, not quite Mediterranean, but it's certainly a nice climate. So they have grapes and things there, of course, and uh, local wine as well as all the other nice vegetarian, uh, vegetable type food and fruits down there. So I guess it's probably a good place to be a vegetarian. Yeah, that's quite cool. That's a good. That's a cool story. You always have such interesting stories. I know. Well, it's, when you live so long, you know, you remember these things. Oh, I can remember some time or other that happened. But yes, it's, it's good. So, I mean, I think, it, to me, though, it does mean that you need to understand what you're doing if you're eating that. I mean, you need to understand what you're doing, whatever you eat, of course, because a lot of people eat junk food, which we won't define here, but the sort of things you can get from certain so-called restaurants. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it as long as you don't eat it every day. And that's the sort of thing which I know there's been um, issues um, where people eat basically burgers and chips and pizzas and things pretty much every day, along with fizzy drinks. And that's just not a good diet, basically. It's not a good diet at all. And also, when... When I see someone who has autism eating those that kind of stuff as well, that that just uh, that just pulls on my heartstrings a little bit. I do remember seeing a thing about a study in America where they had a lot of a young offenders institute of some kind, and this was kind of I suppose sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year olds in there, um, and some of them had been quite violent and they'd been you know inside for a while, and they decided to change their diet completely, and so they had a salad bar, fresh fruit. No burgers, no chips, nothing like that at all. And obviously they didn't like that very much. But the results were amazing in terms of behaviour. I totally... They, they basically could concentrate because one of the effects of having junk foods is that people have a very low concentration level or time that they can concentrate on anything. I totally agree with that. I think anything, anything to do with how we feel and how we are has some sort of... Um, is affected by the diet that we have. I honestly believe that if you have a good diet, you are more found to be healthy. Well, and yet, you know, it wasn't that long ago, I can't remember how long ago, generally, if you spoke to a doctor and you suggested that what you eat or what you don't eat affects your health, they basically just dismiss it as being a sort of cranky, weird, way out sort of idea. And it you know, what you say is so logical. Clearly, what you eat 
or what you don't eat must have an effect on you generally you know you're very tired or you're not tired or you're perked up or whatever yeah. apart from anything else and all the more detailed things happening inside you as a result of what you eat i mean it seems incredibly logical but it was actually regarded as being a bit sort of strange and i'm not talking hundreds of years ago i'm talking you know a decade or two ago that was still regarded as a bit way out yeah yeah definitely um so here's my question as it is a generation gap show um do you think that people of your generation can change their habits and if they wanted to become vegetarian could they be vegetarian i think it's always possible to change your habits and, and dietary habits and so on um at any age but it does require quite a lot of willpower and i suppose it's probably uh, a bit difficult if you've been used to eating certain things but you can change and i think the trigger for that is obviously if you have a, a major sort of health issue and possibly you know you get advice from your doctor saying you've just got to stop eating you know three pies a day or whatever it is um and um you know people who drink excessively you know the, um people who go down the pub every day and drink five pints of beer for lunch and that sort of thing i hope there's not too many people like that now but it, it used to be quite common and clearly that cannot be very good for you yes I'm, I'm actually happy you said that. It's obviously a big issue. We love St Albans. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. In case you were wondering what you're listening to. Yeah, we, we, in the last few weeks we've been having a little robot spot, so I'll just, um, I think we'll have that now. We ought to have a yes. little jingle for robot spot, didn't we? Yes. With a robot doing it. We need to get Johnny Seabrook on this one. Yes, OK, we'll ask a question. Anyway, um, I did see an interesting report... Uh, one of the police forces, I think it was the West Midlands, um, and they are developing a robo-police car. Basically an autonomous vehicle, so it's run completely by itself, a police car to patrol the motorways. And I assume, they weren't very explicit about what they were doing it for, but I guess it's probably checking speeding motorists. So the car can just drive up and down the motorway and spot people as speeding and take a picture of them, check their number plate, whatever. What do you think about that? Uh, Not that you're a driver, but you would never speed when you are a driver, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. I think I think cars that think for themselves is a bit is a bit strange. Well, thinking for themselves, they are just driving. They've been given a a whole bunch of um, software to teach them how to drive. So, what if there's like what if the, what if a road is closed? Is it like going to force its way through, or it doesn't know that the road is closed? I'm sure that it it knows if there's a stop sign, it stops. I'm just a bit. I just don't know. Well, they've they've run cars with robots uh, running them around in America, particularly for you know thousands of miles all over the place. Maybe they should stay in America. That's fine. Oh, we've had a few here as well because uh, Google's been trying some out here. Hmm. Anyway, I think maybe for your generation, um, cars that drive themselves is quite good. Because yeah, we're rubbish drivers, you mean? Uh, I, I I didn't say that at all. <laughs> all I'm saying is that maybe when you're a little bit older and you don't maybe have people that can drive you around or you don't want to get the bus and you have a car that drives itself, that's maybe, that's that's useful, I think. Well, I think there is a future where most people won't have their own car and they will basically use a car pool of some kind and they may well be may well be autonomous vehicles that drive you, just get in and say, hey, James, drive me to so-and-so and they'll just take you. Okay, I'm still I'm still rooting for flying cars. Yeah, that's well, it's on the list sometime, I'm yes. sure. And I, I'm still rooting for that to happen when I'm around. That that's okay. That's a good robot. But um, thinking for itself is a bit is a bit extreme. Okay. Online at radioverulam.com 
and on 92.6 FM, we are the radio station for St. Albans. Radio Verulam. Radio Verulam. So uh, we're nearing the end of the show and we need to just sum up. You're always good at doing that, so please sum up, Claudia. So today we have talked about veganism and vegetarianism and we've spoken a little bit about different diets and if you would... Um, like to change your diet you have to make sure that you make all the right research and know what you're doing to stay healthy um we've spoken about elon musk and a flying tesla in somewhere in space um and we had a robot spot about a, a driveless a driverless car and we had an introduction to an old song today was quite an eventful show actually i know yes we'll be going back and asking for two hours next week shall we <laughs> yes <laughs> we didn't speak nearly enough about the stuff that we actually needed to speak about but yes um that was cool we hope you all at home enjoyed um listening to us you can't remember you can get involved on twitter at rv gen gap or on facebook rv the generation gap and we hope you had a really good evening yep okay well same time next week see you then